hey kids, you uh, you trying to get into Segment City? Well, you really shouldn't, because Segment City is a mature podcast, and listener discretion is advised. I'm just trying to look at, I know I'm in an alleyway, I know, I know how I look, but I got some fireworks for you kids. I got snakes and I got sparklers, that's all I got. Oh, don't give me that. You ever feel slimy? Yeah, I've felt slimy before, but it's it's a it's a situation <laughs> that I don't love to sit in. You feeling slimy? It's, I'm feeling a little slimy. It's it's we were discussing this before, but it's very humid. Yeah, where we are, I'm 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 sweating. You've got I'm that uh, all day. The world is my slip and slide energy. Yeah, and yeah. I, it's I am also wearing a tank top right now, which I think increases sliminess. It increases. It's not moisture wicking. It's moisture sliming. It because it doesn't go into the shirt, which is a different kind of bad, right? Because right. sometimes, like so it'll, it just sits. So, it sits on the shirt. <laughs> yeah, it, it just sits on my shoulders and stuff. All the sweat, yeah. and I'm like, oh, do I have to? Because it's not getting absorbed. Gross. You gotta. You know what I mean, figure out your situation, man. Are you are you a hot weather person? Or a cold weather person, if you would prefer one. Um, generally, I think I can. The heat doesn't bother me as much as other people. I don't mind being slightly too warm. I don't like sleeping in slightly too warm, but mm. but just like being about, I don't mind being slightly too warm. I cannot deal with being too warm. Too slightly, I am <laughs> slightly too warm is am, uh, too warm. I have I have a layer of blubber around me okay i have a li- i have a it's not that, that big old, of a layer you know you got fat. that old timey strongman body we were talking about that yeah, earlier. old timey strongman strong physique i do have the perfect male physique i remember seeing a the thing about perfect. a guy who was <laughs> crossing the english channel and they made a point of pointing out how fat and dumpy he looked because they're like <laughs> underneath he has rippling muscles. And you just see a guy with like a pot belly and he's like, yeah, I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm good. I'm about to jump in. Like, <laughs> uh, but they're like, it like, also he- helps insulate him from the cold. Trust and us. He's, he's actually yoked. All right. He did this on purpose. He's like a sumo wrestler. <laughs> Some sort of sumo guy. But I can't. Di- I cannot sleep if it's too warm. I will toss yeah. and turn. Yeah. Um, especially this is a weird thing. If my feet are too warm. Mm-hmm. No, I get that. I can't, cannot wear socks. No, Only no, in the no. coldest of climates would I wear <laughs> socks at night. But I am much... I, there is like a, a... Massachusetts... The way Massachusetts works is there's very little in-between periods. Yeah, you get you about a month. You just kind of kerchunk. Into, rated, yeah, like, right. into 80 degree Too weather. Hot. Like we had, we had nice like 60, 70, and it like ramps up until 80, and then it stays there for three months. And then it goes like... Then it starts kind of cooling off, and then it kerchunks into cold in like November. We're, we're um, kerchunky around here. Kind of, we're kerchunky, and it just go. There's no like oh, because I like sixty degree weather. Mm-hmm. Fifty, sixty. That's oh, fifty is probably eh. Sixty. Ooh, seventy. Oh yeah, this is like light jacket. <laughs> ooh, I got to take it off. I'm wearing jeans outside. This is nice. Seventies. You wear jeans outside. Seventies is an, is a weird in between. I have to say, where really? I have to kind of like put an arm out and I go, is this 
70 Is this degrees, I could feel, <laughs> I could have jeans on. 71 degrees, yes. I think up to 75 is where I I would consider wearing jeans. After mm. that, that is shorts territory for sure. How the, I feel like we went through a lot of topics in a short amount of time. That's good. That's the name of the game here. Podcasting. Diversity. We have variety. Variety. And that's Segment City, everybody. That kind I feel like we got into like a TV announcer. Like, welcome to Segment City. Variety. Fun for the whole family. Variety. We are dumpster diving our way through the internet. We find the best little tidbits and we bring you the, the comedy bits that you so crave. My name is Will Kane. <laughs> the kitty cat. Uh, I'm Theo Sapakos. A- <laughs> What's that? There I go slip sliding again. And this is Kitty Cat in the Slip and Slide on WBBBBB. <laughs> WBBBBB, baby, please don't turn that dial. Don't turn that dial to anything but Segment City. That's our intro. We do that every time the same way. Same way. And we do this every time. This is Will's stupid thought, except this is going to be a Will's ask. Will's ask. Theo, do you have... A, a favorite job or least favorite job. You may choose which one you talk about. Wait, in my my career, career job? In your career. Yeah, your career. Oh, man. I liked, you know, you know what you I really liked? You haven't that many. I liked, in, in retrospect, I think I undervalued this, but I liked in college when you would have an internship and the, st- the expectations for you just could not be lower. Like... <laughs> Like if you do even one competent thing, you're you're a superstar, and I I I think that's great territory to to be in as a human. Mm. Just the expectations are so low, you got that room to figure your stuff out. I think that's a nice time. I, I think that if I had advice for 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 uh, prospective interns, I'd I'd say um, like don't don't take it too seriously because no one's taking your job <laughs> all that seriously. <laughs> This is the fuck. I, <laughs> the way you said that, I was like, "Are we really at this point in our career where we're like new interns? What you really need to know is that you need to make sure you're coming in on time, like no. maybe ten minutes <laughs> early. You're just like, don't do anything. Don't, if you do one thing, that's amazing. That's and a, good for you. That you've exceeded expect. You're expect the over under is half, half, half a job, mm-hmm. half of one task. So if you get even to one, you're great." Pretty good. And you fall yeah, short. That's, yeah, it's okay. I I would say that I, I didn't like a lot of my internships because everyone, I one of them I spent half the time just doing tutorials and mm-hmm. it was a six month internship. So I spent mm. three months looking at tutorials because they didn't trust me with anything. And, so, and then I finally got into stuff and I was like, finally. <laughs> but it was also boring. They put me on a tiny squad that nobody ca- cared about. Mm-hmm. Um, but... It's pretty good. Yeah, internships were good, I guess. There are good times to... I mean, uh, I'm not looking back on a 60, uh, a 40-year career here where I've done a lot of... No. I'm looking, I'm looking back on effectively like seven years of work experience, if you hey, count what? internships. <laughs> Thank your lucky stars I didn't ask you about your dating history. At <laughs> least it's go. something. It's like, <laughs> we have something. Um, I I feel like my, my favorite was probably I worked at a summer camp. That was like a tech camp. Mm-hmm. And yeah, that you have a, for you have obvious a, reasons. You had a fun job. You had a fun job. 
that was fun. That was fun as hell because you're teaching. I was, I've taught little kids first, which was a nightmare because they're like herding cats. Like we would do, we had a little thing where, uh, because they were nerd kids, you would show ninja and they would go, ah, and like <laughs> do a little pose, like a little ninja pose. And that's how you got their attention. Uh-huh. And I had to do that constantly, constantly. <laughs> because they just would not shut up. Um, but that was a good, cause you could just be like, Hey kids, you want to play team fortress too? <laughs> cause you had like, that's time a job. That that's a career. In, they put in time to, you normally didn't have that much time to play TF2 with the kids, but you got to like play Minecraft and stuff with them. Mm-hmm. The, the one downside of that job is I had to have eight, uh, you had to have a diploma that you had to write for the kids. And then we would print them out on like diploma like paper, a, like a class superlative. No, not even that. Cause that would be easy. No, it was a full paragraph. You had to do like a full diploma of like what you liked about the kid and stuff. Like they had a word count, and I would. Oh no! What a hardship! You had to play Team Fortress Two for seventy-two days and then spend an afternoon writing a paragraph. Oh no! It's so hard. I'm talking about how it's the one downside. I didn't even say it was bad. You're just like, oh, what is this little baby boy for having one unlivable can't work? Oh no! But I did get into a good rhythm where. Because there's there's always one kid that you didn't give a shit about, and every time I found out a, like a <laughs> phrase that was like a little joke I used at their thing to fill in space, which is like words could not describe blank. That being said, here are some words to describe blank. One <laughs> little joke like takes up two sentences. Yeah, you're, you're <laughs> and then you do a there. little basic yeah, description. Yeah, right. Um, I that was a good job. My worst job is probably I worked at a Five Guys. Yeah, I've and that was not good. Experience. That's not good. <laughs> High school, baby. We were well paid for uh, the like fast food workers. We got like ten dollars an hour, mm-hmm. which is not minimum. Minimum wage at that time was like seven. I don't think it's moved <laughs> that much. Honestly, I don't know. yeah. Based on the current uh, climate of these kinds of things, but um, that job I ended by telling my manager, the manager that I was on, I shook his hand. I looked him in the eye and I said, fuck and this you. Is not, this is not a, no, the, <laughs> I mean, pretty close. Um, this is not like a Reddit tough guy. This is actually what I said. I looked him in the eye and I said, I think you're the worst person I've ever met. And he said, ha, okay. <laughs> shook hands, walked away. I left that place and I've never been back. Incredible. I think you're the There's worst There's context person. to that. That's so good. But he is, he is terrible. He was just an awful human being. Oh um, it, I met, I never, the people that I met at five guys were not lasting memories. That, it, that was a terrible place. I was smashing patties and getting grease on my arm hairs. I yeah. hate it. And it, <laughs> greasy arm hairs, but I got money. That's how you get gas so you money do. for your Dodge to, caravan. So you can drive to and from work. You got a fun getting to work somehow. Yeah. And <laughs> so you have a minivan for all the friends that you don't have. <laughs> all anyway. those five guys friends. And it smells like, it smells like fries and you don't want it to smell like fries. I smell like fries. I had a specific sacrificial pair of jeans that I was like, these are the pair of jeans that these I wear the, at work. Yeah. Because they cannot be used for anything else because they're soaked with, like, you could, it soaked had a different oil. Oh feeling. Oh my God, it's gross. The, 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 <laughs> the fucking denim felt different. Um, It was bad. Not, Not a good job. Not good. But anyway, I hope your next segment's going to be pretty good. I've got... A beefy, I've, I've slimmed down this time. I've got a beef, beef boy of a segment, and I've just got the one for this week. 
This time around, I've got a Wikipedia historian, and this time it's a Wikipedian biography. Oh. How much do you know about John David McAfee? Oh, Mac. Yeah. The- McAfee, oh McAfee. You know this about this guy? A, a long time coming for this podcast. Yeah. Because, but he's a kind of a deep dive. Yeah, he, I, he's a deep dive. There's a lot going on with this man. So, I thought you are going to say Wikipedia historian of a autobiography. So oh. I was born in... So I wrote myself <laughs> a Wikipedia page. And, uh, Theo Sabaco's most handsome man alive, it says here. It says hmm. confirmed. It's got 17 sources. Interesting. Huh, interesting. <laughs> 17. <laughs> huh. Uh, yeah, so let's just dive right into it. John, yeah. is it McAfee or Mc, no? It's McAfee, right? Because it's it's M C A F E E. You could say McAfee. I'm not. Nobody's gonna. It's not GIF versus Jeff. Where I think it's, it's McAfee. Like, the way it's looking, it's looking like Mc, McAfee. I'm gonna say it McAfee, and then I'm gonna I'm gonna roll. I'm gonna roll with that, and um, maybe I'm wrong. So John David McAfee was a British American computer programmer, businessman, and two-time presidential candidate who unsuccessfully sought the Libertarian <laughs> Party nomination for president of the United States in 2016 and 2020. You already know this man was primed to be on this podcast. Twice. 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 <laughs> what what does it mean to be a, a British American? Was he born in America and had British citizenship? I think British he, American means you, you are born in Britain. Presumably, but how does he run do you for? Run? Those libertarians are wild, my dude. There's no <laughs> shot they're even getting into office, so they just sort of suspend the rules, maybe. In 1987, yeah. he wrote the first commercial commercial antivirus software, uh, founding McAfee Associates to sell his creation. That's his most famous endeavor, and how that's why antivirus we're talking about software. him right now. Whole company is named after him. Yes. He resigned in 1994 and sold his remaining stake in the company. McAfee became the company's most vocal critic in later years, urging customers to uninstall the company's antivirus software, which he characterized as bloatware. He disavowed the company's continued use of his name in branding, a practice that that has persisted in spite of a short-lived corporate rebrand attempt under Intel ownership. McAfee's mm-hmm. fortunes plummeted in the financial crisis of 2007. After leaving McAfee Associates, he find, founded the company's tri- uh, Tribal Voice, Quorum X, and Future Tense Central, among others. And he was involved in leadership positions in the company's Everkey MGT Capital Investments and LuxCore, among others. His personal and business interests included smartphone apps, cryptocurrency, yoga, light sport air- <laughs> aircraft, and recreational <laughs> drug use. Okay, so he's uh, he's a kind of... He's got a man. He's got, by the way, multiple things. This is just the prelude. This is the high level over. Yes, this is the, over, yes, this is the, because the forward to his. He's the already had his. He's already had his moment where he's like, you can't use my name. You yeah, can't be right. like he, going crazy. Like he's Tom Clancy in his deathbed. Just being like, what's Ubisoft doing now? <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> what game is it? No. <laughs> He resided for a number of years in Belize, but returned to the United States in 2013 while wanted in Belize for questioning on suspicion of murder. What? what? <laughs> <laughs> I'm telling okay, you, a, this man's life is buck wild. I am telling you right now, that's, buckle That's in. a full story that yes. we are just saying in a sentence. It, it, it's just like, I can details, imagine the Wikipedia coming being later. blue. Yes. Because it has hyperlinks to yes, everything. Yes, it has hyperlinks. 
In October 2020, McAfee was arrested in Spain over U.S. tax evasion charges. The U.S. federal prosecutors brought criminal and civil civil charges alleging that McAfee had failed to file income taxes over a four-year period. On 23rd of June 2021, he was found dead due to an apparent suicide by hanging in his prison cell near Barcelona shortly after the Spanish National Court authorized his extradition to the U.S. His death Mm. generated speculation and conspiracy theories about the possibility that he was murdered. McAfee's wife, Janice McAfee, said she should, did not believe McAfee committed suicide and claimed the suicide note was a forgery. So that's our intro paragraph. Yeah, how that's, we, how, that's how kind of summarizing. How are we feeling about this guy so far? Well, um, you know what? I hope he has a, a hale and hearty life. I hope he has a stable I wonder how it's going to go. Stable it, uh, I, life. Whenever people are like, I find people being like committing suicide in prison like the whole um jeffrey epstein thing right mighty suspicious because they are literally in a closed door scenario i want to put i definitely want to put a pin in that because i want to reestablish how you feel about that statement at the end of this segment because i think it's really interesting to talk about so like right now you're feeling kind of actual general it's it is a general i mean yeah i mean but we'll see how we feel at the end of it it is 50 50 because because right, right. you are in a desperate situation that people would maybe want right. to get an out of but also i don't know i feel like he's a notable person and and he also seems like a crazy person like libertarians to me are oh, very self-centered <laughs> and i feel like <laughs> yeah they, they want they, what's <laughs> best for me right yeah yeah that's that's the the kind of the entire thing is liberty for me whatever you could do whatever i guess as well but also i don't Maybe I might make some rules for you. Um, so let's get into the yeah, more sane, the more sane part of his life, which is McAfee Associates, the company, the antivirus company. Initially, let's, McAfee yeah. did not seek a large user base of paying users, but rather wanted to raise awareness of the need to be protected from computer viruses. However, by making people fear such malware, he managed to generate millions of sales, and by 1990, he was making five million dollars a year. After various mergers and ownership changes, Intel acquired McAfee in August 2010. In January 2014, Intel announced that McAfee-related products would be marketed as Intel Security. McAfee expressed his pleasure at the name-changing, <laughs> saying, quote, I am now everlastingly grateful to Intel for freeing me from this terrible association with the worst software on the planet, unquote. Oh, my God. Okay, so he's being a big drama queen <laughs> he is. now. The okay, business- I'm going to, by the way, say, if you sell your company that has your name on it, and for probably millions. If you have the billions. ego on you to, first of all, name your company after yourself, yeah. let's Get start all there. all the, the PR that is now, uh, you have goodwill now. Yes, you've built a brand. That. Yep. You cannot complain when you sell it to somebody for a huge profit. For, for, and they start I think, I think literally hundreds of millions of dollars is where is where it landed. So yeah. <laughs> can you be mad? He fucking doesn't he have a he had like a palace. I remember seeing an interview with him and he was like walking his fucking palatial grounds and you're like <laughs> did the antivirus create this? The business was soon demerged from Intel once more under the name McAfee uh, under the McAfee name. So it went back to being McAfee after that. It's got, it's got recognition. In August 22 or in August 2009 the New York Times reported that McAfee's personal fortune had declined to 4 million from a peak of $100 million due to the effect of the financial crisis of 2007 on his investments. Uh, more, mm. I think, on that later. If not... How, uh, he, that's a huge drop. He lost 96% of his money. So what what happened was in 2000, like late 2006, he was like, 
I'm getting into building mansions. And so he sunk all his money into building, building mansions, and then the housing bubble popped. Like, wasn't that, uh, what kind of? He's like, I know what I stupid me, billionaire me, thing yeah, to do. Yeah, so stupid. He's like, this will be a quick buck. Whoops. Mansions. That is, you know what? I'm actually happy. In 2009, oh yeah, here's, here's the detail, here's the detail. In 2009, McAfee was interviewed in Belize for CNBC special, The Bubble of Decade, in which it was reported that he had invested in and or built many mansions in the USA that went unsold when the 2007 global recession hit. The report also discussed his his quest to raise plants for possible medical medicinal uses in on his land in Belize. <laughs> Wait. Okay. Um, okay. okay. Two, two that, ideas. Is that, is that related Is that to marijuana? Mansions? Is that marijuana or is that like, is he just going full deep, deep end? And he's like, these opium plants can help you with your arthritis. Like, well, so to, answer, like, to answer that question in June 2013, McAfee uploaded a parody video called how to uninstall McAfee antivirus onto his YouTube channel. In it, he critiques uh-huh. the antivirus software while snorting white powder and being stripped by uh, scantily clad <laughs> women. <laughs> So what a great you tell parody. me about about uh, about the medicinal uses of, of whatever he's growing. I remember when I had to go to the ER for because my side split open from the parody <laughs> from the parody. <laughs> The parody of guys. Do you remember when I got so high coke. because of the parody that I that we did that big parody that I did? What a great parody of him just having uh, ladies strip him. Yeah, that's it, good parody. It killed me. It killed me. Uh, so now we're gonna get to his politics section called the politics. McAfee was a libertarian advocating the decriminalization of cannabis and to end the war on drugs, non-interventionalism, uh, in for non-interventionism uh-huh. in foreign po- policy, a free market economy okay. to his, which does not redistribute wealth and upholding free no. trade. He also supported abolishing the TSA. Okay. I mean, I, I agree with him out of <laughs> three of the four, four of the five. I forget how many. I don't know. The, the free market economy. <laughs> I don't know about not redistributing re- wealth. I feel like we need a little bit of that here free and there. Free market economy is let's go back to child labor. That was pretty it's cool. that and let me sell my drugs. Yeah, basically. Yeah. I mean, I agree. <laughs> I do kind of agree with stop the war on drugs, but it's yeah. <laughs> I feel like he has different reasons. <laughs> for, different, for suspicious reasons. McAfee advocated increased cyber awareness and more action against the threat of cyber <laughs> warfare. He pushed religious liberty saying that. What? Cyber warfare. <laughs> I have more ci- cyber awareness. He's hacking into the... <laughs> In the presidential office, I'll have unlimited pa- access to cyber security. Cyberpunk is a genre <laughs> and also a way of life. Like... <laughs> He pushed the religious liberty, saying that business owners should be able to deny service in circumstances that contradict their religious beliefs, adding, quote, no one is forcing you to buy anything or choose one person over another. So why would I be forced to do anything if I am not harming you? It's my choice to sell, your choice to buy, unquote, which sounds like a steep, slippery slope to pre-civil rights era uh, decisions. Hmm. Hmm. Huh. Hmm. Um. Uh, you're going to love this. 2016 presidential campaign. On the 8th of September, 2015, <laughs> McAfee announced a bid for president of the United States in the 26th presidential election as a candidate of the newly formed political party called the Cyber Party. Yeah! <laughs> <laughs> Hell yeah, dude! Yeah. Hell yeah, dude! 
<laughs> fucking yeah, rad, dude. We fucking rock with that, dude. So, you can't see it, but I'm doing the surfer <laughs> pinky thumbs. Cyber buddy, dude. Fuck yeah, Hell dude. yeah, dude. Uh, however, uh, three months later, he however. re-announced his candidacy bid, saying that he would instead seek the presidential nomination of the Libertarian Party. Because the cyber party wasn't getting enough traction, dude. No one came to the cyber party, man. Whoa. Everybody's in trench coats, dude. And that's not great for ventilation, man. It's getting very hot and nobody wanted to stay for the meeting. When I'm in the Oval Office, we'll remove all the windows. Better for the servers to be in the dark. Cyber party. (laughs) Cyber hacking. 2020 presidential campaign. Contrary to his assertion at the 2016 convention, McAfee tweeted on the 3rd of June 2018 that he would run again for president in 2020, either with the Libertarian Party or a separate party that he would create. He later chose to run as a Libertarian. He mainly campaigned for wider cryptocurrency use. That was his In whole, 2020? Basi- in 2020, he was his whole platform was basically like, we need crypto. My brain, for some reason, I thought he was like, I thought he would run a, uh, when did he first run? 2016, and then 20, yeah, and then 2020. Oh, okay, yeah, that makes. I don't know why, but I didn't. This I dude was, was on like the bandwagon for, for he he was early. He was on the bandwagon early for crypto for so sure. So he got all the way. To, he went from making like a, a big antivirus software from like the 2000s or whatever all the way to crypto. Yeah, and he's still going strong. Yeah. I guess. Uh, on the 22nd of January, 2019, McAfee tweeted that he would continue his campaign in exile following reports that he, his wife, and four <laughs> campaign staff were indicted for tax-related felonies by the IRS. Hard to be the president if you're wanted <laughs> you're fucking exile? for crimes. <laughs> listen, uh, listen, he, guys. Listen, I'm like Napoleon. Yeah. They put him on that little fucking island, <laughs> and I'm coming back with my armies. I'm he said, he said he was in, quote, international waters and had previously tweeted that he was headed to Venezuela. <laughs> That's the Bye. guy I want in the Oval Office. Bye. I'm going to dictate from Boat Force One. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Houseboat One? Houseboat One, yeah. <laughs> it's just a, a white house in the ocean. <laughs> it's on so, rafts. Costa Rican is uh, like sailor, just like a little fisherman on a little raft, just sees the White House go by, and he's just like, "Gay." He defended communist revolutionary Che Guevara on Twitter, putting himself at odds with the Libertarian National Committee and Chairman Nicholas Sarwark, who wrote, "I hear very little buzz about McAfee this time around. Making a defense of Che Guevara from Cuba may inter- ingratiate him with the Cuban government, but it doesn't resonate well with libertarians." Mm. No, I feel like. Libertarians are are strangely pa- patriotic, even though it yeah. feels like the antithesis of the entire right. thing. But that has never stopped them. No, their um, whole thing is you can do whatever you want, just don't do it near me. It's so. funny to me. It feels like he thinks he's playing Game of Thrones, but really he's just <laughs> he's playing. just an income poop. <laughs> he's like in Veep. Like he's not even. <laughs> he's just doing comedy. Nobody. He's like in the Rugrats, uh. and he thinks that he's. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, in a tweet on the 4th of March, 2020, McAfee simultaneously suspended his 2020 presidential campaign, endorsed Vermin Supreme, and announced his Sick. campaign for the Libertarian vice presidential nomination. The next day, he returned to the presidential field, reversing the suspension of his bid as, quote, no, one in, the, as, quote, no one in the Libertarian Party would consider me for vice president, unquote. The next month, he endorsed Adam Kokish and became Kokish's vice president candidate while seeking the pres- while also still seeking the presidency for himself. <laughs> so That's- he's on two ballots. He wants to be maybe maybe he just wants to be a vice president, although no one likes him there. Maybe he wants to be the no. president. 
to quote uh, House of Cards, there's two kinds of vice presidents. <laughs> uh-huh. There's the passive kind, and then there's the bull. <laughs> he would be a bull in a china shop. Like he would, <laughs> like he would be more than a bull. He would be a bull on probably on cocaine, which is probably what he's on. Now we're headed into the economic view section, short, short section. McAfee contended that taxes were illegal and claimed in 2019 oh. that he had not filed a return since 2010. Maybe that's why re- the IRS <laughs> wanted him. <laughs> Did he re- uh, mail back his driver's license and I don't know. security card? Because a lot of people do that and they think it'll work. Uh, spoiler, no, it, it doesn't. It doesn't. He referred to himself as a prime target of the IRS. In July uh-huh. 2017, McCaffrey predicted uh, McCaffrey predicted on Twitter that the price of Bitcoin would jump to $500,000 within three years, adding, quote, if not, I will eat my own dick on national television, unquote. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and he's just like, uh, you know what? I should, this was a bold prediction to base <laughs> on something that is uh, known to be volatile. Fuck. <laughs> However, in 19, in July 2019, he predicted the price of $1 million by the end of 2020. So he got even more bullish on it. In okay, January, so in January he 2020, just, he tweeted that his predictions were, quote, a ruse to onboard new users and that Bitcoin <laughs> had limited potential because it, quote, was, quote, an ancient technology. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so it got crazier because just the mask off of, like, I'm scamming you all. I'm just trying to. And then it goes even wilder is insane. That I he's love, just like, it's I an love, ancient. It's an ancient. ancient have you ever watched Ancient Aliens? They were using Bitcoin. They had, but I remember the the narrator was like, "How did they make these corn? Like, how did they make this thing without the use of like they couldn't see from without the sky? Machine, right? Oh. Maybe they had Bitcoin. Maybe they had the blockchain. <laughs> you ever think about that? How did the pyramids get created? How oh, was it's it easy. Funded? You know, it's a public ledger. You see, the the they all printed all those hieroglyphs on the on the inside of the pyramids. That's all the blockchain. That's all That's the public ledger. An <laughs> NFT. They sold. <laughs> you could actually see the in the Great Pyramid of Giza, the first apes. <laughs> anyway, King Tut was a member of the Cyber Party. <laughs> <laughs> that would be fucking radical. Are you kidding me? I mean, that is that's kind of Warhammer 40k, but it's yeah. <laughs> love it. Next, we're going into the legal issues section. McAfee was named a defendant in a 2008 <laughs> civil court case related to his aero trekking light sport aircraft venture and the death of nephew Joel Bittow and a passenger. So, um, oh wow, this man okay, low key killed his way. nephew. Let me just stretch out for a bit because I feel like the lawsuit section is going to take a fucking while <laughs> for this guy. So he yeah. killed the, his nephew. Like how? It sounds how like he alleging? he had a he had a startup company that was like trying to do uh, short air flight, something like jetpack oh. or something. And uh, it turns out it wasn't wasn't too safe as it turns out. I'm I'm gonna say he made them sign something because like if you don't yeah. have them sign away everything, you're you're fucked. Uh, on the 30th of April 2012, McAfee's property in Orange Walktown, Belize, was raided by the Gang Suppression Unit of the Belize, Belize Police Department. Apparently, they have a gang suppression. <laughs> that's, that's fucking metal. A that's GSU rough. A GSU press release said that he was arrested for unlicensed drug manufacturing and possession of an unlicensed weapon. He was released uh-huh. without charge. In January 2014, while in Canada, he said that when the Belizean government raided his property, seized his assets, and that his house later burned down under suspicious circumstances. Oh, that's Mm. good. That's nice. He's not involved with any shady characters who might have done this. 
they are ever the police government is just getting everything wrong this is a nice anti what a guy who made antivirus software <laughs> hurt people would the member of the so. cyber party do this to you no uh, in July 2019, McAfee and members of his entourage were arrested while his yacht was docked in Puerto Plata, Dominican Republic, on suspicion of carrying high-caliber weapons and ammunition. They were held for four days in release. Weapons were seized, according to the public ministry. Hmm. On the 11th of tw- August 2020, McAfee falsely stated he was arrested in Norway during the COVID tw- uh, COVID-19 pandemic after refusing to replace a lace thong with a more effective face mask. <laughs> wait, wait, wait. <laughs> Hold on. Uh huh. So he just was walking around with like like a like anime character, just mm-hmm. with a, a, a underwear on his head. He's just like, this, <laughs> this, work, this is, will fool. The virus can't get me now. I've got guns and and panties on my face. He he made an active decision, by the way, to live the Breaking Bad life. Yeah, he like did. Walter White kind of he didn't slid have to into villainy. He he, had, he, fully he, had, he he went to Belize. He, he went had there hundreds and was of like, millions of dollars and was like, I'm going to buy lots of illegal things. Uh, yeah. He later tweeted a picture of himself with a bruised eye claiming it occurred during his arrest. The photo oh. of the alleged arrest shows an officer with the German word for police on his uniform, uh, uniform invalidating McAfee's claim uh, have, that he was arrested in Norway. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> <laughs> He's just an idiot. Where am I right now? I'm, I'm on so much fucking cocaine. Help. All right. So subheader of uh, legal issues, the death of Gregory Fall. Oh, this is what you alluded to. <laughs> this is what I alluded On the 12th of November, 2012, police police began to search for McAfee as a person of interest in connection with the homicide investigation of American expatriate Gregory Viant Fall, who was found dead of a gunshot wound the day before at his home on the island of Ambergris Kai, the largest island in belize fall was a neighbor of mcafee's uh in he was a neighbor he have his own island they lived together on this island like oh they were on the same island i was like is he an enabling island (laughs) huge gun he's like he's like he's like rowing over he's like when i get over there i'm gonna shoot you dead (laughs) with my pistol (laughs) (laughs) the tides are rough but i'm gonna get you uh in a contemporary interview with Wired, uh, McAfee said he had been afraid police would kill him and refused their routine questions and evaded them. He buried himself in sand for several hours with a cardboard <laughs> box over his head to evade police. I'm sorry. Can you just uh, can you just run that by me again? Uh, yes. McAfee said he had been afraid of police and would kill him and refuse their routine questions and mm-hmm. evaded them. He buried mm-hmm. himself in sand for several wow. hours with a cardboard box over his head think a la solid snake buried in sand (laughs) now here's a here's a question Uh uh-huh did it work (laughs) we're reading about it now so presumably (laughs) presumably not not. do Um, they say did somebody pull the the they're like why is there a cardboard box on on the the shore the wind is fucking kicking the tide is coming in It's coming in, and you can hear a little, like little snorts, like he has little lines of scope in the sand. Who left a, a big cardboard box full of high caliber weapons on the beach? Who could have done that? <laughs> There's this guns around his head, and they take it off, and it's a. Well, you caught me, officers. Please don't shoot me. I protected my body, but my, I left my vulnerable head available for shooting. Otacon, I'm on the beach in Belize, and I'm on a lot of drugs. I gotta get out of here. 
Belize's prime minister cocaine in my belly <laughs> instead of the cigarettes. Belize's prime minister Dean Barrow called him quote extremely paranoid, even bonkers. He fled what? Belize rather than co- cooperate. Uh, in December 2012, <laughs> the magazine Vice accident the magazine Vice accidentally gave away McAfee's location at a Guatemalan was- resort when a photo taken by one of its journalists accompanying him was posted with an EXIF geolocation metadata was still attached. While in Guatemala, oh. Mac- McAfee asked Chad Esley, uh, an American cartoonist and animator, to set up a blog so that he could write about his experience while on the run. What a fun time! Evading the law time. and having a cartoon strip. He then appeared publicly in <laughs> Guatemala City, where he unsuc- unsuccessfully sought political asylum. On the 5th of December 2012, he was arrested for illegally entered, entering Guatemala. Shortly thereafter, the board reviewing his asylum plea denied it when he was taken to a detention center to await de- deportation to Belize. That a lot happened in that one sentence. Yeah. Because we went from cart. He's just like, <laughs> can you do Kathy? But if she was on the run from the police government. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and to round the year out, one day later after trying to do that on December 20, uh, December 6, 2012, uh, Reuters and ABC News reported that McAfee had two minor heart attacks in the detention center and oh. was hospitalized. His lawyer said he had no heart attacks, rather high blood pressure and anxiety attacks. McAfee later said he faked the heart attacks to buy time for his attorney, <laughs> for his attorney to file a series of appeals that ultimately prevented his deportation to Belize, thus hastening that government's decision to send him back mm. to the United States. You mm. idiots. It was a good old pump and dump of my heart. <laughs> <laughs> you Are you saying that, I mean, this grifter, this known grifter, you would yeah. think that they would be like, hey, you good? And he's just kind of seizing around. Just, like, <laughs> just being like, oh, this feels like a minor one. Oh, <laughs> Ooh-wee, this one's coming. Oh, no. To, it's really it's oh, really happening now. Oh, I'm not, I don't think I'll die, but you know what? It's going to really... Like I would describe this, this as my second minor heart attack for the day. Oh, second one. There we go. Oh, it's like one big one. If you think about it, piecemeal. <laughs> All right. So we get to move on. We're almost done here. Two, two small sections left. We get to move into mm-hmm. the personal life section. McAfee married three times. He met his first wife circa 1968 while he was working towards a doctorate at Northeast Louisiana State College. And said, and, and she was an undergraduate student. Their affair led to his expulsion from the college. Right. Uh, he married his second wife, Judy, a mm-hmm. former flight attendant at American <laughs> Island, circa 1987, and divorced in 2002. The night after McAfee arrived in the United States after being de- deported from Guatemala in December 2012, he was solicited by and slept with Janice Dyson, then a sex worker, th- worker 30 years his junior in South Beach, Miami, uh, f- Florida. What? What is a side quest he's going on? Why is he <laughs> like... He immediately showed up after being deported and, and someone was like, do you want sex? And he was like, nice. Hell yeah, dude. <laughs> I made antivirus. And she's like, I think that's hot. That's actually great. <laughs> I hope that antivirus that... <laughs> works on me because I'm a yeah, sex worker. <laughs> say, does it work on STDs? Is, was this person underage or was is the controversy that he hired a prostitute or something. Uh, well, they began a relationship and married in 2013. She claimed that he <laughs> saved her from human traffickers. So, oh, cool. That's you know yeah. what? one at a time. One By at marrying <laughs> one <laughs> one good deed at a time. Uh, in December 2018, he tweeted that he has quote 47 genetic tw- children. His third what? wife. His third wife described him in a Father's Day message as quote father of many, loved by few. <laughs> <laughs> 
Holy shit. Absolutely savage. That's brutal. Savage. Absolutely savage. This man, he can really sell a Bitcoin. <laughs> he can really come, I guess. I guess. <laughs> but he has no love in his heart. No one loves him. All right, we're finally here. We've reached the death section, the final section. On 23rd of June, 2021, McAfee was found dead in his prison cell at the Bra- Brains 2 Penitentiary Center near Barcelona, hours after the Spanish National Court ordered his extradition to the United States on criminal charges filed in Tennessee by the United States Department of Justice Tax Division. The Catalan Justice Department said, everything indicates he killed himself by hanging. An official autopsy confirms his suicide. McAfee's death ignited speculation and and conspiracy theories about the possibility that he was murdered. McAfee's Mm. death drew comparisons to the circumstances of the death of American financier Jeffrey Epstein, who was found dead uh, in August 2019 while awaiting trial on sex trafficking charges. Several times, McAfee claimed if he were ever found dead by hanging, it would mean he was murdered. Minutes after Mm. a report of his death, an image of the letter Q was posted to his Instagram feed. Uh, his account what? was subsequently taken down, apparently in reference to QAnon conspiracy theories. These theories have been referenced to, uh, by, have been referenced by some journalists as speculative, bizarre, and baseless, primarily based on mm-hmm. McAfee's own statements. The day after his death, his lawyers told report his lawyer told reporters that while he regularly maintained contact with uh, with McAfee in prison, there were no signs of suicidal intent. McAfee's widow reaffirmed this position on her first public remarks since her public since her husband's death and also called for a thorough investigation. On the 23rd of February 22, 2022, Spanish court ruled McAfee died by suicide. End of me reading. And my question to you, suicide? I'm 50-50. I'm going to be honest. I'm 50-50 I, on it. Okay, there's two things that makes me really lean towards this this guy loves the drama. He lives oh, oh, for yeah. the drama. The fact that he specifically said if he were found, ever found dead by hanging, it would mean he was murdered. <sighs> and then the That's... subsequent Q post on his Instagram just makes me feel like he knew. Yeah, he was like, ah, oh, man, I can really self-insert into this whole narrative of like, oh, people are out here murdering people in prison cells. Hmm. Yeah. See, yes. I... I think this guy's a little troublemaker. I'm gonna I'm gonna say pros of why I think he did it and cons of why I don't think he okay. did it. I'm gonna start with the cons. Sure. Uh he's in a Spanish court, which up to this point had not been brought up as like a place that people hated him. Sure. So like they seem like a third party. Right. Um I don't know why the Like he doesn't a, seem a, like he'd have beef with the Spanish government, right? Like Yeah. Right. He he was uh I mean, he didn't really have anything that would be murderable. Like, Epstein had a whole Rolodex and could talk about famous people. Like, everyone knew right, that. Right, right. McAfee so was that's just why it's some wild dude. He was just off in Belize doing whatever. Like, he was right. a drug dealer in Belize. Right. I don't think people... Maybe he was bigger than... Maybe somebody wanted dead, but... Um, like you said, I feel like that's a, a pretty good point, but I feel like up to the point where he ha- he has that idea, I think when he gets the noose around his neck, he goes... It's not a, this is a lot for a bit. This like, is a lot I, this for a bit. Like a <laughs> this feels like a lot. This feels like kind of a lot for a bit. And I don't think, I, I feel like uh, against him, like having committed suicide, like I don't see why he, uh, I don't I know. Think, he, I he think he seems probably like he's suffered an ego from, about him. He probably suffered from some mental illness. Like, oh yeah. I doesn't mean, this was, just strike you as like, 
uh, maybe bipolarism, like dudes on like a crazy uh, spur spree of like insane manic energy. Like, yeah, I don't know. I I could see him being like, you know what? The game is up. I'm like fucking right. 70 years old. <laughs> I've spent hundreds of millions. Like I've, I've, I've made and lost hundreds of millions of dollars. Maybe I've I'm sh- just done. I've killed my nephew. I've sh- maybe shot a man in Belize. I think I'm good. Yeah. The I feel like the 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 fact that he said if it if somebody kills me then I because there's been a lot of times people have said that and then they're killed and then people go man that was a crazy suicide huh? oh like, man that was <laughs> what it's like the most suspicious it's like he got right. shot in the back of the head like, right <laughs> why did he do that <laughs> um, but this feels like you like you it could go either way mm-hmm. where I'm just like could go either could, way I mean yeah, he, yeah, yeah. there are some reasons why somebody might want him killed. But there's also reasons where it's like he could want the spotlight. Like he was certainly he involved really with some pretty bad characters. So it might yeah. be the ultimate way from, like you said, to get into the narrative. That yep. that might be a yeah. But that's what breeds conspiracy, baby. Just a just a fucking wild dude. What a wild guy! He ran for president <laughs> twice. I, I thought he was like going to be 2012 and then 2016. The fact uh-huh. that he was 2016 and then 2020 is like yeah. the wild, like in yeah. wild it elections. Was recent, yeah. But he gave it to Vermin Supreme, and he's like, "Oh, hold on, <laughs> wait a second. <laughs> what a what a weird. I I think I saw the interview with Vice mm. that that you talked about because I remember seeing him in like having armed guards and like he had a fucking like Desert Eagle or some shit. Like he was just like, yeah, whatever. I'm Mac. Remember me? Like um, I did the yeah, antivirus. Right. And right. people were like, oh, you're like a weird drug kingpin now. And he's like, yeah, it's yeah. pretty cool. It's pretty cool, right? Listen, we could have had him instead of the My Pillow guy. You ever thought about that? <laughs> How different the world would be if he... Probably, like, pretty similar. <laughs> By the way, g- fucking Q, Q, QAnon from downtown. Come yeah, <laughs> right. The, this has there. got it's all like, the... It's got crypto. It's got, like, third world countries. And it's got... It makes sense. It's got libertarianism like and, and QAnon. So. He seems like the guy that would be into that kind of conspiracy stuff. Which <gasps> is... Oh. What's that? A great segue Whoa. into... My segment, which is Conspiracy Query, Diot Love Pass Incident Edition. Oh, okay. Have you ever heard of the Diot Love Pass Incident? Mm -mm -mm, No. This is one of those things like McAfee where I don't know if it's, if I'm pronouncing it right, but I feel like it's right. We'll charge ahead, reckless abandon. We will, yes. Uh, This is a very famous Russian unsolved mystery. It is Ooh. it is famous worldwide though, um, partially due to the fact that it is Russian. I think that adds to some of the mystique because right. the Soviet Union is not independent. Known for its investigators don't really uh, exist per se. These investigators, they will find nothing. They will and find. If they nothing. do, I predict they might have accident. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> So for those who don't know, I'm going to use the Wikipedia. They actually have a very good, like, good summary, very succinct. Um, the Dyatlov Pass incident um, was an incident, an event in which nine Soviet, uh, hi- they call them trekkers, but hikers, um, died in the northern Ural Mountains between the 1st and 2nd of February 1959. Okay, so this is an old it- one. This is an old one in uncertain uncertain circumstances. This is like in the old like USSR days, right? Like, yes, this is okay. very old. Which once other than the fact that it becomes more suspicious because it's Soviet, it also gets into Cold War kind of stuff. Mm. Um, but that's spoilers. Uh, so they were uh, they died in uncircum uncertain circumstances. 
The experienced trekking group from the Ural Polytechnical Institute, led by Igor uh, Dyatlov, which is what it's named for, uh, had ex- established a camp on the eastern slope of the Kalat Siakl uh, in the Russian uh, SFSR which, of the Soviet Union, which I think is just a little county or whatever. Overnight, something caused them to cut their way out of their tent and flee huh. the campsite while inadequately dressed for the heavy snowfall and sub-zero temperatures. So they were definitely fleeing from something. Yeah, they were, they were fleeing. Uh, yeah. after, after the group's bodies were discovered, an investigation by the Soviet authorities determined that, the, that six of them had died from hypothermia, while the other three had been killed by physical trauma. Okay. W- one victim had major skull damage. Two had severe chest trauma, and another had a small crack in his skull. And people, this is a little add-on, people said it was, uh, the only thing that could cause that force would be, like, being hit by an SUV. Like there's, that, already, that, there's already people out here screaming Yeti. I know people are already screaming <laughs> Yeti out here. Well, uh, we'll get into some of the theories, but four of the bodies were found lying in running water in a creek. Three of these four had damaged soft tissue of the head and face. Two of the bodies had missing eyes. Oh, my God. One had... One had a missing tongue. Oh, my God. And, and weirdest of all, one had missing eyebrows. The fuck? I don't know if that's the skin. That I think that it might have just been, like, to- burnt off or something. Jesus but it just Christ. says missing eyebrows. That's, yeah. that's, that's, that's some gore. That's gore. Yeah. Uh, the investigation concluded that a, quote, compelling natural force had caused the deaths. Numerous theories have been put forward to account for the unexplained deaths. So now we're going to get into the bro- bulk theories. of conspiracy yeah. theories. Yeah, 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 yeah. Which... There's going to be a lot of theories that I'm going to... The way that this this works is I'm going to present multiple theories to Theo. Uh, normally, I, I make one up, which I have for this one as well. So you have to guess which uh, one. Okay, all right, yeah, yeah. I think it is. Or, or, I made up. And for an added bonus, they think that they've solved this. Okay. There have, there have been authorities recently, I think within like 2019, 2020, who... Uh, think that they might have solved this but it's it's like the best so they, theory they that they have picked the 60 year cold case up off the shelf and we're like we've got it literally the soviet like i read that the soviet authority was like we are doing the investigation again because everybody keeps fucking asking about it so we're Jesus. just gonna clear they because like they would get uh like information requests of like oh, over over tell over me more over. about and they're like just we're just done with this Okay, so let's get into some theories, which I will also give probably a few like little things because that was a, a broad overview. Um, you could see why this would be a, a, a unsolved mystery. Yeah, totally. Lots, lots of weird stuff. Yeah. Um, first theory: they were killed by a weapons test. So I'm going to present all the theories, and then you will guess which one. Huh. That, okay, <laughs> I both of them, and then it, okay. If you my, do you want gut reactions? Or you want me to hold my hold my questions till the end? If if you want gut reaction to do gut reactions. Yeah, my gut reaction on this one is like, how did their tongue get cut out if it was a weapons test? Like, why are their eyes missing if they're if it's a weapon test? Like I will also offer a piece of information that that might lean more towards it. Uh their clothing had radiation. Interesting. Which okay. is another kind of thing to it. Some sort of radiation weapon test, huh? Um they were killed by the KGB. Yeah. Or some other government agency. That's always a popular popular option. They were killed by a local tribe. Interesting. I hadn't... Siberian 
Siberian tribe or some yeah this is okay. like in in a kind of Siberian area yeah okay there. all right so yeah, I hadn't thought of that um they were killed by an avalanche no don't think so don't mm-hmm. think I don't think that one uh, again eyes killed- eyes and eyebrows and tongue and like ha- how is that an avalanche that doesn't scream avalanche to me mm. uh, they were killed because of low frequency winds. Weird. Which I will give you a little bit more information. Wait, what does that mean? Theor- uh, that there is a low frequency like wind that created a noise that drove them insane. Huh? Is Basically. that a real thing? Is that a way people can die? We'll we'll see. We'll see. <laughs> uh, they were killed by a uh, Pierre Det demon. A demon? Yep. Okay. Yeah, we're yeah, getting into that's, the, that's like that's like we, the Yeti theory is like this one has a, a kind of gradient. I have to say, <laughs> yeah. order them. In, in, they're getting wilder. Uh, they were killed by a UFO. Yep. Okay. They were they were guilt, grilled, killed by gravity fluctuation. Mmm, the old hollow earth theory. Yep. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, they were killed by Yeti. Yeah, uh-huh. <laughs> this one, uh, they were killed by sm- uh, wolverines. Okay. Interesting. The, the animal, not the... the yeah, no, I get it. No, I know that, I, I, I'm, I'm aware enough that wolverine is, is actually an animal first. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they're <laughs> killed by stove fumes. Oh, like carbon monoxide poisoning sent them insane or something? Yeah, or or like they made a fire in there. Interesting. I'm coming around to this radiation weapon testing. I'm really mm. coming around to it because I'm like, did they see some entity radiation that was like, let's just find the UFO some people... <laughs> just find some people and fuck them up with this and no one will be any wiser and then we'll collect mm. their body parts to test that goes into the soviet yeah. <laughs> like angle of just like yeah just like these hackers the... are gone like whatever yeah uh okay so you think that the the weapons test was i the, oh man is i the think one it's, that it's think creepy enough true. that it just could be could just be true oh okay, I, you think like, that one's true which one do you think i made oh, up? i like it <coughs> Which one do I think you made up? I think you made up. UFO is too run of the mill. Yeti's too run of the mill. Demon is too specific. Maybe you made up us the tribe, the tribal one. Hmm. Yeah, I'll lock. Sure, I'll. Lock, I mean, I don't have any basis for thinking any of yeah, these, so I'll just lock that in because it's it, yeah, it's interesting. It it is a little unfair <laughs> to you because I have all the information. No, that's okay. You, I wanna, I'm here. To, I'm here to learn. Yes. Uh, you are incorrect on both counts. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's so um, many options I was expecting it to. <laughs> yeah, there's there's a ton of options. I didn't I didn't expect you. Uh, the one that I made up was the demon one. Ah, uh, uh, okay. The Pierredet, uh, I looked up the Russian for fart. So it's the fart <laughs> demon. <laughs> you son of a bitch. If I was more cultured, I would have been able to call you out. You're not going to uh, know the Russian for fart. If I, looked I up was butt. more fault. <laughs> I looked up butt and it was just but like but it was the same. The but. Uh, but anyway, so let, uh, let's go through the theories. So weapons test is a pretty good. It's a theory that's been around for a while. Um, like I said, there's radiation on the clothing. Um, I used multiple articles to to uh, kind of piece this together. This is from the Atlantic. Uh, in January 1990, the former former Communist Party head of a town near Dyatlov Pass wrote a response to a newspaper article about a supposed UFO sighting, which goes into a different mm. thing. Uh, in it, he described uh, what happened to the skies, claiming the holes in their tent was made by falling debris from a rocket test. 
So wouldn't he that be, says that, that wouldn't be tears though. That would be like burns. Yeah, that that's a it's a weird kind of. There's a lot of very weird quotes that come from this story, uh, and not even like, and we're not even at the wild ones. Uh, some of the bodies had traces of radioactivity, which National Geographic says may res- be a result of they had thorium present in camping lanterns. Oh, okay, uh, in the USSR. So there is like. People do have reasons why the USSR is, is crazy with that radiation. They're just like throw it, throw it in the uh, I don't know cooking stove. Maybe you you can cook with uranium. Yeah. Uh, so the kind of a, a broader thing. People think that it might have been nuclear testing, uh, bombarding the area. Uh, maybe they stumbled upon a military testing area and were killed by the soldiers protecting the area. Or, or were scared away because of nearby explosions because they like cut their way out. Maybe they thought, they thought something weird was happening. Um, one possible scenario is that a power struggle and illegal use of military equipment, helicopters in particular, were being used by high-ranking officials. This is stated on oh, uh, yachtlovepasttheories.com or something. <laughs> it's, it's like that's the name of the website. It's something similar to that. Um but and they they have said that they, I think this was near a military base, so it's not like far fetched. Um, but yeah. the way that they died, like they cut their way out, and then they like went to because they kind of just to give a broader picture of the the incident, they cut their way out of the tent. Um, they're not wearing a lot of clothes. They run away. There's like a tree or something that's like near that they try to make a fire, um, and so they see that somebody tried to like climb it. So they're still alive right, at that okay. point. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then those bodies didn't have as many clothes on them. Like they were just in long johns. And then the bodies found later, which was like the four in the riverbed or whatever, uh, they had more clothes on. So they think maybe those people died first. They took their clothes, went, and then some explanations for why their eyeballs <laughs> deteriorate is they had to wait for the snow to thaw. Um, and they're face down in a, in a creek. So mm. maybe they're soft tissues. Like I, that, maybe, maybe. That's maybe getting into a little bit farther. But um, they were killed by the KGB, which is. A similar thing, but there's a lot of quotes from this that are by people that they say reputable, and then they're just like wild, baseless shit <laughs> that they say very confidently, like conspiracy theories. Yeah. You're um, hoping that the teacher doesn't check your bibliography source on this one. <laughs> mm-hmm. So this is an interesting fact about the trip. Um, one of the guys had uh, his like 9-11 getting off the plane moment because he turned back. There's originally 10 people in the group. Um, and this guy, Yuri Yudin, um, was, he had the health problems. And so he was like, I, I can't do the rest of the trip. So he turned back before they got here. And he thinks, quote, uh, he believed his friends saw something they shouldn't have seen and were forced at gunpoint to fabricate a scene to confuse investigators, then left to die. So that's the guy wow. who, yeah. like, on the trip was like, I think they were killed by the Soviets, which is another, right. like, a wrinkle to it. Um, Yuri... Kuntsevich, uh, who attended the student's funeral as a boy and had since become an off-quoted researcher and head of the Dyatlov Mem- uh, Memorial Fund, um, they thought that he would have a cleared-eye assessment to cut through the noise. Instead, because this guy sounds like he would <laughs> no, he sounds, No, it sounds like he's the, the grade-A premier conspiracy theorist. Uh, I mean, he has a, a memorial fund, which I don't know if it's, okay, okay, all the money's enough. used well, but... Um, Instead, he argued that the students had been asked by a Western agent named, quote, the mole, like the we're mole. on fucking ABC. You know, <laughs> uh, the mole. To photograph a secret missile test. 
After doing so, they were murdered by drunken convicts guarding the pass. What? Quote, then they moved the tent 1.5 kilometers to an impractical place. This was done by a mop-up team of soldiers. They had several helicopters, he said matter-of-factly. Yeah, he knows. He was there. This is the head of the, the memorial fund. And he's just like, they were killed in the, yeah, <laughs> by drunken convicts. Like, you know, what the all fuck? of the, co- they wander the, the hillsides, they wandered all over the place. They're a menace. Uh, another reason why people think that this might have been like a military operation, because there's conspiracy theories that they are, might have been killed by the CIA or the KGB of like one of them was a mole. Um, the kind of things that people support this is one of the people who was on the trip, uh, Simeon Alexander Zolotyrov, uh was a 37-year-old bachelor who was on the trip and he joined last minute. And he was, like, mm. part of the Russian military. Like, he was a, a, mm. a veteran. And then he also worked at a, like, nuclear plant oh. that had a nuclear disaster that was almost as bad as Chernobyl. Like, oh, or shit. the second worst disaster. So people were like, why the fuck is this guy on the trip? But nobody ever, like, I don't know. They didn't have... The, I think it was just a coincidence. Is <laughs> mm. the, proper, like, actual thing. Um, the local tribe theory was actually put forth by the Russian police, mostly because of racism. <laughs> at the point um the mancy people um they were ruled out because they're mostly peaceful yep um they they have had trouble with like outsiders and that gave they basically had mode uh what is it mode of means and opportunity they kind of had a motive they kind of had means they kind of had opportunity because they were close right but, but never none of it sort really of tenu- yeah tenuous. they were just like people come here all the time it's not like a religious place also, the place that they died, <laughs> died by the way, they call Death Mountain. Oh like, shit! Like they call it Death that's Pass. Like, oh, it's, it's spooky. They went. Yeah. They went to Death Pass and then for a died. fun camping trip. Yeah. Um. So they were killed by avalanche. This is the theory that they actually go with the most. Um. Hmm. Many argued that the avalanche theory initially proposed in 1959 still didn't stack up. The team's tent encampment was cut into the snow on a slope with an incline seemingly too mild to permit an avalanche. Just for context for people, they were on a weird like slope. They put their camp there and like they said, this is not a great place for putting a camp. Normally Mm -hmm. you do it like lower. But um, the guy that left the trip because of his health issues was like, maybe they wanted to practice putting a camp on the slope or they just were like tired and they didn't want to lose elevation by going down. Yeah, just threw up camp. Yeah. They could have just thrown it down. Um, so there's, so they said it was too mild of a slope. Uh, there was no so- snowfall on that night um, that would increase the weight and cause an avalanche. Um, and most of the blunt force trauma uh, and some of the soft tissue damage were atypical by those caused by avalanches, which normally people just asphyxiate. Mm-hmm. Um and if an avalanche had occurred, there was a gap of at least nine hours, according to forensic data, between the team members cutting the slope for their encampment and the eventual avalanche. Hmm. Uh, so this is a very recent theory that maybe it's actually real. Uh, Alexander Puzrin, a geotechnical engineer uh, at ETH Zurich, one of Switzerland's federal institutes of technology, uh, had made a paper explaining how, though it's weird, in an uh, earthquake can tri- trigger an avalanche with a gap ranging from mere minutes to several hours between the two events. Hmm. The scientific investigation came with the benefit, uh, <laughs> the, add the added benefit from Puzrin's wife, who, this is another qu- crazy quote, 
who is Russian, quote, when I told her I was working on Dyatlov Pass mystery, for the first time, she looked at me with real respect. He said, what? <laughs> so his wretched wife just hates him. And he's just like, you are nothing. You are. And he's like, I'm looking at this Russian mystery. And she's like, oh, my. You're, you're finally doing something with something. your life. Gold. Yeah. So they, what kind of helped with this was actually the movie Frozen. What? Because they made such realistic snow, they could do realistic snow simulations. That's fucking wild. Um, That's buck wild. Um, The shallow slope argument uh, against Avalanche was tackled early on. It turned out to me not that shallow after all. So basically, just it looked like it was a waste. It was a hill. It was a proper hill. It It was a good one. Yeah. So it it, it was like closer to 30 degrees, which is like the minimum for an avalanche. So it's like, okay, cool. Um, There are also likely to be uh, catabatic winds. Which is basically like winds going down is basically mm. how I'm going to summarize it. Uh, heavy clumps of frigid air that brought large amounts of snow from higher up towards the campsite, increasing the load on an already precarious slope and explaining the nine hour delay between the snow cut and the avalanche. So a mm. bunch of wind brought a bunch of snow. Um, and so they think that basically like a big boulder of uh, like not even 16 feet across the size of an SUV of ice just like Boom, into Slam their down. Oh shit. Um and so they're they're uh buried in snowfall. Now this is not without like controversy because they they have a like they brought a camera out and they had a before and after and there's a stick that was in the ground that was not pushed over. Or at least that's what people think. Hmm. Um um and also they think that basically they thought that they would be able to deal with an avalanche. Is it they, people like put they, a lot into the quote experienced hikers, like that right. is a, one of those things that people kind of are like, oh, experienced hikers. The guy that it was named after was twenty three years old, so oh, I don't okay. know, like. So he was like overconfident, if anything. I don't. I don't know Who what knows? they're they're like. I don't know how people kept on saying experienced hikers in this, and I'm like, I don't know how experienced they actually were. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like they just kept on saying this. Um, the low frequency winds. This is a, a very interesting theory. Uh, this is put forth by researcher Donner uh, Iker, Icher, uh, as well as some Russian scientists, is that severe winds blowing over the dome of the mountain creating a uh, Karaman vortex stretch of whirlwinds, which produce a low-frequency sound that is not entirely audible, but vibrates hair cells in the ear, causing nausea and intense psychological discomfort. What the fuck? Under that onslaught in the pitch dark, the students could have been overcome by feelings of fear and panic. Whoa, so that's, that's pretty, horrible. That's pretty, imagine you're camping by yourself on Death Mountain, and you start like, death feeling Mountain. uneasy. Like you just hear, like you just go, "I gotta get out." I gotta get out. That's I don't okay, know great. how much I attribute. Like I don't know. That sounds a little somebody pseudosciency. It's, like, there's a lot of stuff in this that's very pseudosciency. Uh, premiere of which I'm gonna jump down to gravity fluctuation. Yes, because please. this please. Is because <laughs> UFOs, UFOs is basically uh, a former communist party head. Like he basically was like, "Oh yeah, there were there are UFOs in that area," and it's an area that is known for UFOs. And they also said that like the tops of trees were. I'm like doing this quickly before we get to gravity fluctuations because that's crazy. a very fun one. It's it's crazy when UFOs is not the funnest one. <laughs> uh, that's you he, know you've struck gold when that's the case. Like this guy who was a former communist party head said, "Quote." Uh, 
He's, he wrote it, an article for a newspaper blaming the student's injuries on, quote, a heat ray or some stra- strong energy that is completely unknown to us. Okay. Uh, and he says that Khrushchev was informed from the event at the very beginning, which is just insane. Like, <laughs> this guy's just creating conspiracy theories because he doesn't give a shit. Um, and they found, like, tops of trees were burnt. It's it's a lot of basic, like, Weird. conspiracy Right about UFOs that they saw like UFOs in the arrow before gravity fluctuation. This man should uh, not have his PhD quote. Russian scientists believe that the hikers came to the area under certain circumstances uh, where came to an area where under certain circumstances, the force of gravity can fluctuate. Petersburg. It's not, it's not how it's not how gravity works, my guy. <laughs> Petersburg physicist, PhD, associate professor of Institute of Engineering, holder of more than one hundred patents. German Krico uh, believes that uh, significantly decreased external pressure quote through the hikers out of the tent. So this man is a PhD of physics. Physics. I don't know if he uh, is German or his first name is German. Which is weird because I think he is German. <laughs> um, who would name? Uh, I'm America. Um, <laughs> but anyway, here's a quote from him. He believes that the Dyatlov group came to the area, which, at the confluence of circumstances, can have significantly decreased force of gravity. Quote: It How? formed. Wait. It formed a con- confluence of circumstances. Uh, can significantly decrease force of gravity. It formed a corridor of a kind in which Earth's gravity decreased. The hikers in the tent, sleeping or just getting ready, had time to undress. And then, quote, unknown force began to lift them up off the floor <laughs> and drag them. This is an actual theater, Larry? It, <laughs> this is a PhD <laughs> saying a PhD? these fuckers. He says the emerging hikers instantly pushed the tent from the inside, since the pressure from their bodies still remained high, and they received <laughs> unexplained internal injuries, including broken bones. This man is fucking insane. That he's like, <laughs> what? How is it that I feel like aliens are more plausible than this guy's explanation? Like, what he is he talking? What is he on? Literally, he said he that these people were in a gravity well. They flew up because of lower gravity. The, apparently, so much pressure from the top of a tent, which is canvas, like at most, they yeah, they had to right. cut their way out and then fly up. They flew. Uh, it it was enough time. It was only a few minutes, according to him. Um, but it threw them one to one point five kilometers distance, Jesus which makes gosh. no sense. Um, they were flew one by one or in groups from the tent to scatter on the slope <laughs> or in the woods. <laughs> this guy's absolute mad hatter. They were falling into snow, so they were not able to protect themselves. So they were in, received injuries on their faces, which they were disfigured. Insane, insane. This guy, um, this guy, I don't know, I don't know what he's on, but that PhD I is be worth something. <laughs> insane. But last one, Yeti. Yeah, that's classic, a, that's a big one, one because I think the tongue is the weirdest part. Yeah, tongue Losing is the very tongue weird. is wild. Eyebrows, eyeballs that kind of makes sense. Eyebrows weird. Um, so the Discovery Channel decided to make a quote unquote documentary. No called, way. Come on, Discovery, do better. <laughs> called Russian Yeti: The Killer Lives. 
It's like a the parody. Killer lives. Russian Yeti, the killer lives. Tonight <laughs> after ancient aliens. God, what happened to us? What happened? And another rerun respectable of Mythbusters. Program. Uh they made basically people think that because the tongue is missing and they had like big uh, like wounds, internal wounds that yeah, a yeti that, came and punched right, them yeah, because people yeah. were like, "You can't do that. A human couldn't do right, this. Human themselves. couldn't do that. Yeah, it looks like yeti." So they basically, <laughs> so they basically, uh, said that, "What if it was a yeti?" And they made an entire thing about it, <laughs> and that's it. They ba- they have that's no. The whole thing. That's the whole thing. They're like, "What if a yeti did it?" Yeah, but we're just gonna it's kind we're of gonna push this country. theory because it's kind of fun. Because it's kind of like it's, maybe it's kind of maybe fun. Edmonds? It's like yeah, whatever. Maybe some evidence here. Yeah, but they didn't. It's it's for for people who nobody nobody know nobody knows nobody for sure what happened. Nobody asked yet. for this Discovery Channel. It's a it's a very <laughs> fun mystery though because it is it is a crime scene. It's like the movie The Thing. Yeah, when they go to the Norwegian camp and you can kind of like piece together things and the imagination kind of like fills the gap fills in. yeah fills in but exactly. that's a, a movie where they actually thought out like how those people died this is real life but it's like a real life version of that where you're spooky. like what the fuck happened? real life spooks a lot of spooky things a lot of weird details but it's like so far away and the soviets yeah. are like we won't tell you like they don't we don't know at this point <laughs> which wraps it into more because like also reading about this how conspiracy theory is like built into the soviet mindset just yeah, because it's like a form of covert where they're yeah, like obscure of course everything. the government would do it like that right, right. Even the they, citizens they, are like, they embrace whatever. the boogeyman kind of like attitude but, but it builds in that kind of stuff where which just makes it such a great mystery even right. if it is like kind of solved or i i kind of prescribe to this i think it might be a combination of a few things mm-hmm. i because the cutting out and the internal injuries i'm like it has to be an avalanche because or else it has to be something fucking insane right um or like they're being murdered which is like why murder these random hikers like why people right. go through that area like it's not known as like a especially dangerous place mm-hmm. even though it's called death mountain it's like people <laughs> people go through there it's like kind of tough um huh. but it's just like a weird interesting mi- mystery and it's created a lot because there's so many gaps in it people create gravity people are filling in the, yeah <laughs> where that by the way i think that man should lose his job you should not be a BC. So whoever read, like, I think they're the people at the university should read that and go, What are I'm you? I'm sorry, you said what? We can, re- you know, we can revoke no. this, right? No, 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 no. No, we're taking your diploma away. Like, they should. No more <laughs> tenure should, for you. He's insane. But you know what? We're all insane a little we're bit. We're all insane. And it's and time to be being on this crazy ride with us somewhere else. Yeah. You know? Well, thank you, everybody, for listening. Remember, if you have any spooky stories or more information about McAfee, this is a very conspiracy. Conspiracy, (laughs) weird stuff, weird happenings. Weird stuff. But if you have any more conspiracies, send it to segmentcitypodcast at gmail.com. Hit up our Twitter, Segment City, our YouTube, Segment City. And also leave us reviews, leave us comments. We love to read them. And it also helps us out. And we'd like to give a big thank you to someone in particular. Thank you to Rachel Robinson. She hasn't yet gone off the deep end and moved somewhere crazy. <laughs> Not yet. Not yet. But thank you to Rachel. She does our intro music and she's wonderful. Yes. Now we're going to end with our list of unusual deaths. This is uh, Eleazar Averon from 163 BC. So we're kind of getting, this is modern for these standards. Mm-hmm. Um, Eleazar Averon. 
Averon was the brother of Judas Maccabeus. According to one, uh, or oh, is it Maccabees? I don't know. Ma- Wait, what year was this? <laughs> what was this? This is, I think this is Bible because they're stating it like it's a Bible passage. But uh, according to this, he was in battle. He thrust his spear into the belly of a king's war elephant, which collapsed and fell on top of Elazar, killing him instantly. Womp. Womp that still womp. only counts as one. <laughs> Why would he not move? I don't know. Couldn't tell you, brother. Yeah. Whatever. Whatever. But that's that's that. We hope that you move out of the way of the elephant so that you can come back next week and listen to our next episode, next installment of Segment City. Thank you so much for joining us. You and I here on Kitty Cat in the Slip and Slide. Slide. Oh, no. I don't remember. like an hour ago. I don't remember. Oh, no. All right. Goodbye, people. Slipping and sliding.